Motor Mouths, Ditch and Bud on News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Here we go. Hey. Yeah, another adventure here on the highways and byways, the Motor Mouths. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And yes, we are the Motor Mouths on News Talk 98.9. Thanks for listening today. We'll start out by letting you know how you can reach out to us. There's a lot of different ways. The Rick's Powder Coating text line is a very easy way to do it anytime. If you think of something you uh, have heard about, uh, you heard us talk about, something you want to share with us, you can always text it. Again, anytime, 901 901- 683 That's 683-0989. Uh, that's the Rick's Powder Coating text line. Of course, we're on social media. You can find us at themotormouths.com. We're on Facebook, MotorMouths989. And you can find me on Twitter at BudMotorMouth. At IMDitch for my Twitter. There's uh, automotive stuff there. And there's also other commentary on there. I want to start by uh, doing a quick little follow-up. Uh, we, you know, Bud a couple of weeks ago pointed out that he was looking at maybe an investment, maybe maybe a project car, maybe keeping for yourself, and you felt like when you got it or when you came into this situation that the car, you were told that it had some transmission problems. Yeah, I, w- I went into it expecting I might have to have it completely serviced. Okay. Which is average. The transmission. Yeah, 2500 three grand. That's an average cost of and that this kind of thing. And this thing, this, this, uh, the... It's a 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee okay. Limited. And it, uh, otherwise, it's in great condition is what you're telling me. And uh, from what the the pictures are that I've seen, it looks like it was pretty well taken care of. Yeah, it was a uh, little old lady drove at the church on Sunday. Like, that's oh, barely, that's, that's barely an exaggeration. It was a retirement car. Is it a V8 or something? Yeah, it's got the 4.7 the V8. It's, it's got the big transmission, uh, 45 RFE. That's, that's like, it's got the tow package. All right, so the, told, though, that this this has a problem with Gear 3. So I t- my concern was, you know, as your co-host here on the Motor Mouse and as your buddy, I said, uh, listen, dude, if the guy is going to sell it to you on the front end and be transparent with the transmission, what else is wrong with it? I, and, and honestly, I wasn't too worried about it. I knew I'd find some things. It's got 125,000 miles on it. Like, I knew I was going to find some other stuff, but of course I have. So, <laughs> so that's my question stuff today. I should be able now, to we're a few weeks into this, uh, uh, and you've got the things that you need to do to what you think service a transmission. And uh, my question is, as we get ready to start another episode of the Motor Mouse. Do you have any good news or any bad news? Oh, for us? I got bad news and I got more bad oh. news. And I got the worst, I got the worst news of all, and that's that you might be right. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm not one of those guys who likes to say I told you so, but guess what, bud? Oh, oh hold on. You hold that. Hold that thought. I will hold that. I will hold that. And we're gonna get into the good news and maybe the more or the bad news, and I guess even the more bad news for Bud, and the good news for me is that I may be right. Uh, so we'll talk about that and what else Bud has found. We may have to find somebody to uh, get on the phone with us and talk about it as well on the Motor Mouse, which we will do. Uh, also, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, helping friends buy cars. Yeah, so the guy I bought the Jeep from, was the reason he sold it was he was, you know, the transmission went out and he had to have that that uh, you know, pros and cons list. Do I do I spend the money to repair it or do I move on? And he wanted to get a pickup truck, and it was kind of his excuse to do so. So I bought the I bought the Jeep off him, and uh, he said, you know, I'm not a big fan of shopping for cars, and I'm like, dude, I'd be happy to help. Some people I like lo- it's it's like it is a, it's nerve wracking to say. Yeah, people. and and as a car guy, you know, this isn't the first time someone said, hey, can you 
look at a car for me I'm thinking about buying. So I was happy. I told him I'd be happy to help him out. So uh, I directed him to a good dealer, and uh, he, he he was sending me pictures of the different trucks he was looking at, and I think he landed on a good one. Now, it's important to say that, you know, we, we know a lot of people, a lot of dealerships around here, and there's no favoritism at all. This is, but the your, your guy gave you some criteria, kind of what he was looking for, right. and you directed him to who you thought had uh, an inventory and what might work out for him. But the other thing that's important about that, and we're going to get into this a little bit later uh, here on the Motor Miles, is, you know, just kind of knowing the right questions and some of the things you got to ask. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. We'll get into that. Also, uh, car break-ins. They've become a, a growing problem, not stealing the whole car, but breaking the glass of the car to get what's inside of it. I want to talk a little bit about that. Bud found an interesting story. And uh, one of the side effects of that, a glass shortage. We'll get into some of this here coming up. We are the Motor Mouths. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And this is News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. All right, welcome back to the Motor Mouths on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the Motor Mouths. You can uh, reach out to us anytime if you have a question about anything you hear today on the Motor Mouths or any of our shows. Uh, it's very easy. Our Rick's Powder Coating text line is 683-0989, 683-0989. Social media, of course. You can find us on themotormouths.com. We're also on Facebook, Motor Mouths 989. And you can find me on Twitter at Bud Motormouth. And at I am Ditch on Twitter for me uh, we want to welcome into the Motor Mouths here this morning, Kevin from Joe Stewart Body Shop. Kevin, how you doing this morning, my man? Doing great, Ditch. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you jumping on with us to talk about some of the questions that we have here. And uh, we'll always get into a little bit of the history of Joe Stewart Body Shop here in a couple of minutes. But uh, let me just let me just bring you into our discussion here, Kevin. This is a project car that Bud got recently. Uh, did you initially, you got it as a project car, right, Bud? I mean, it's safe to say that. Yeah, I, I was deciding if I wanted to keep it or turn around and sell it. Yeah, yeah, flip it basically, but it's got some transmission problems. And I told Bud, uh, Kevin, I said, this thing is going to, you're going to find that there's other problems with this. You, the guy who sold it to him told him there is a uh, gear three and the transmission is not is not working. But now you found something else that's wrong with it, Bud. Yeah, I started going over the the bo uh, the body and you know checking everything and uh, the sunroof leaks. <laughs> the sunroof leaks. So so I said, uh -oh. well, let's get our main man Kevin from Joe Stewart Body Shop on and let's see if we can just generally troubleshoot this. Kevin, first of all, uh, uh, is it a body frame problem with a leaky sunroof? I'll just jump in right there. Uh, it can be, but not necessarily. Uh, water leaks are always uh, issues that nobody wants to jump off into because mm -hmm. they can be sometimes very difficult to trace down where that water leak's coming from. This is why I called you. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and sunroofs particularly are notorious for developing sunroof leaks and water leaks over a period of time. The main number one uh, place that you'll find a sunroof leaking, which is the easiest thing to check, is every sunroof has uh, drain canals that go all the way around the outer perimeter of the sunroof because even though they've got a weather strip around the glass area that seals to the body when the sunroof's in the closed position, that thing is not always just uh, perfectly watertight. A little bit of water sometimes seeps in around that weather seal and it gets down below the glass, but there's a trough running all the way around the perimeter that, that collects that water uh, like, like in a tub before it gets uh, to the headliner and eventually into the interior of the car. And that trough then channels the water to all four corners of the glass or the sunroof frame. 
And in each one of the four corners, there's then a an outlet or a tube that then runs, uh, like in the, in the right front corner, uh, there'll be a drain tube that will drain that water towards the front of the the right front top of the windshield and then down the inside uh, that tube runs all the way down the inside of the pillar post and down to the ground and it channels that water out of that sunroof frame and to the bottom of the car and it exits out the bottom of the car without getting inside the car and there's one of those tubes at each four corners the two front corners and the two back corners and a lot of times over a period of time those tubes get clogged uh, with debris you know, sometimes if you have the car parked outside a lot, maybe the sunroof gets open a little bit, maybe some leaves get in there, some pine needles, or just, you know, a collection of dirt, whatever, and it just gets clogged up in those tubes. And so eventually that you get out in the rain or you go through a car wash, and now some of that water is seeping in around the glass, and it's trying to get out those exit tubes, those drain tubes, and it can't because they're clogged. And so then it starts to overflow uh-huh. into yeah, that, the interior of the car and gets a headliner. And the easy fix for that is uh, you just open that sunroof, and you, you get up on a little stool or step out, or you get inside the car, and you can visibly look in those corners, you know, once that sunroof's open, and you can see the little holes that the little tubes are connected to and you can take an air hose if you got an air compressor or take it to a shop they can take their air hose and they can just blow air down into those tubes try to blow any debris out sometimes you can even take a little rod like a little coat hanger or something straighten a coat hanger out kind of run a coat hanger in and out of there to kind of clean that debris out of there and open those tubes up and get them to, to drain properly that's the easiest, the quickest, and probably the number one thing. So that's what we're hoping but there for. There are a number. <laughs> yeah, there's a number of different things that can also. That, that's the one you want it to be. Right. Because if it's that one, you know, it's 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 like a ten or fifteen minute fix, and you're good to go again. But sometimes it can be that. Uh, you know, the body has been tweaked somewhere down the road, and where the where the interior frame fastens to the bottom side of the roof. Uh, it's it's not making the right connection, and water is actually getting past that trough, and actually getting inside the car. And that's a situation where, you know, if it's not drained, uh, if it's not clogged drain tubes, uh, now you're looking at dropping the headliner, oh. and you're looking at doing a water check and a flashlight, and trying to see if the water's coming in somewhere else. Well, I, I was thinking about doing a new roof liner for it anyway. So even for worst case scenario, yeah. you, you don't have to take the whole slider out of there, right? The whole like, like uh sunroof, uh, I think they call it a cassette. No, not just to replace the headliner itself. You know, the sunroof and the sunroof frame, everything that holds that in place, that can stay in place if you're just removing a headliner and putting in a new headliner. Yeah, but to, to fix the leak though, I shouldn't have to remove it. Uh, not if it's uh clogged drain tubes, you yeah. should. Yeah, okay. not, uh, not if it's a simple it, thing. Yeah. Yeah, but but if it's not the drain tubes, uh, then then yes, you would probably have to remove the sunroof in order to see where else it might be leaking. because you can't you can't you can't see the frame with the sunroof in place. Right. So we're talking with Kevin from Joe Stewart Body Shop uh, about Bud's leaky sunroof on this car that he got. And uh, uh, is there do, do those tubes, those drain tubes? This may be kind of a simple, silly question, uh, but every question deserves an answer. <laughs> <laughs> do those do those drain tubes have dry rot problems at all? Is that something that that down the line eventually becomes sort of a rubbery dry rot, and eventually they go away, and then you can get a leak from that from something like that? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Anything that's a uh, rubber-based material like that can develop dry rot, just like a tire. You mm-hmm. know, a tire on your car. You could have a tire on a, on a brand new tire on a car, but if you don't ever drive the car and it sits for five or six years, you walk out there and the tire still looks brand new and it's still got a ton of tread on it. Yeah. But it's got a whole bunch of hairline cracks in it just because from age and from weathering. And that's no different with those drain tubes. Those drain tubes are made out of rubber. And they can also develop, uh, they can get brittle, they can get hard, they can get dry rot, and they can actually come loose at the point where they slip on to the little holes that are in each corner of the sunroof. They can actually get loose and slip off, and that can be another way that water might then run into the headliner or run into the car rather than run into the tri- to the tube. Yeah, because think about the temperature uh, changes that you have in the roof of yeah. that thing. You and know, that, it was an outdoor car. I know yeah. it lived outside, okay. had a carport, and also um, that's consistent with Jeeps. A lot of guys will tell you on the forums, you know, like, "Hey, I got this old Jeep. I'm turning it into a project car. It's 20, 25 years old." You know, what do you, what's, what's your advice? What should I do? And the people on the forums say, anything that's rubber on that car, replace, replace it if you can. It. That's what happened to um, Max uh, behind the steering wheel, his uh, silver chariot. The, uh, the rubber on his uh, shocks completely dried out. Yeah, that's uh, another Jeep, Grand right. Cherokee. What right. is this? This is a Grand Cherokee? This bug? is a Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin from Joe Stewart Body Shop, uh, where there's two locations, of course, always on Summer Avenue and also in Collierville at the Collision Center. I, I got a, a question about your body shop, if I can there, Kevin. How- Sure. Uh, uh, so you're Kevin. Who's Joe Stewart? Give, us, you, give us a little history of this. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> Joe Stewart uh, is my, was my father-in-law. Okay. And, uh, and he started the company back in 1969, 53 years ago. Uh, and at that time, uh, I was a 19-year-old kid fresh out of high school, green behind the ears, and got the great fortune of marrying his daughter. And so he reached out to me and uh, said, you know, he needed to bring me into a business and kind of teach me a career. And the first time he called me, I said no. And the second time he called me a few months later, I said no. And the third time he called me, I finally said, this guy's not going to give up. Yeah, I thought you were about to say Uh, the third time he called me, he said, I'm going to introduce you to a guy, a friend of mine named Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that might have been the fourth call. I don't know. A a shotgun job (laughs) offer. (laughs) Exactly. And within a year or two, uh, he taught me how to uh, learn how to write collision estimates and to dissect and diagnose uh, damage on cars and then taught me how to... um, interact with insurance adjusters and how to deal with them and, oh boy, that's and, and, the, and the customers. And, and so I became an estimator here at the shop for quite a few years. Uh, and then I became one of the assistant managers. And as time went by uh, and he began to go into retirement, that probably was in about a 30-year period of me being here, uh, he turned more and more of the control of the business over to me. And uh, when he passed away just a few years ago and when he did uh he uh left the company to me and my son uh kelly hendrick kelly yeah who had come yeah who had come along uh, right out of college and came on board here at the shop because he loved this kind of work and and saying uh, he had worked here for about 20 years learning the business uh, just like i had learned it and so i've been here 49 years and wow. kelly came on board and has been here uh, uh almost going on 30 years now 
and uh, and so it's really important for collision repair shops in this day and time to have trained technicians, technicians that have been to the automotive schools uh, where these cars are built at the factory, uh, so they know what can be repaired properly and what shouldn't even be attempted to be repaired should be replaced. Oh, you know, and let me just point this one thing out, and then we're going to let you go. We really appreciate your time, Kevin, and the story at Joe Stewart Body Shop. The the is it a lost art? A guy who can who can bondo and 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 sand down and do that kind of body work. That's kind of almost a lost art these days, isn't it? To be able to really reshape a car literally by hand from an accident uh, versus it, just it re, really repanel the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, it really is ditch. Uh, so, so many of the uh, the men that are still in this business, and there's some there's some ladies out there too that are good at it. Uh, but it's mostly a, a man climate where men like to get their hands dirty on this kind of stuff. But uh, the younger the younger generations, a lot of them are more interested in uh, the mechanics of it, uh, the engines and the drivetrains and the suspensions, and, the, and not too many of them are interested in uh, in the body repair, uh, frames, uh, inner structures, uh, the, you know, and even the painting aspect of it. And so, yeah, it is becoming a lost art. We're having uh, a situation where we're almost, as we look for new staff and for new people to continue repairing these cars properly, we're finding that there's not hardly anybody left out there that is already trained and knows this art, and we're having to hire young guys that just have an appetite or you know, are just interested in the hobby of cars, and mm. we're having to train them ourselves in-house in order to get them to understand what it means to fix a car properly at yep. this day and time. That's crazy. And, you know, that I will just say from uh, being in radio 30-plus years, uh, uh, it's it's a lot of the same here. Having uh, the, Finding a guy or, or a lady who has the passion to uh, pre, uh, produce and create content for radio shows is they're just there's not hardly any of them around anymore. It's, uh, it's fascinating how things have changed. Hey, Kevin. Thanks again for your time today here on the Motor Mouse. Uh, some really great information, and hopefully Bud's leaky sunroof will be nothing more than just <laughs> d- clogged, up, uh, clogged up tubes. But we'll let you know how... That would how, be good. Yeah, how, how the saga unfolds. And appreciate you jumping on with us today here on the Motor Mouse, and we'll talk again soon. There's Kevin Hendricks from Joe Absolutely. Stewart Body Shop. Appreciate it, man. You can find him on Summer Avenue, as always, and also the Auto Collision Center in Collierville. Elite-level collision repair since 1969. That's Joe Stewart. So there you go, bud. Sounds like you might have a very simple solution to Fingers your crossed. I've yeah. got the, I just got to put the compressed air to it. There it is. Compress some air to that thing, and let's find out where it's at. Coming up next here on the Motor Mouths, I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we're going to talk about our, uh, our I, I've got a, a another cool barn find, and Bud and I were talking about this earlier this week, that when are these barn finds going to all be found? Yeah, when are they going to run out? When are they going to run out? Well, we'll talk about one coming up next here on uh, the Motor Mouths on News Talk 98.9, the Roar of Memphis. More fun than launching a neutral drop in mom's faded teal Toyota Camry. The Motor Mouths, Ditch and Bud on News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Hey, thanks for listening today here on the Motor Mouths. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the Motor Mouths. Listen to this. You can get in touch with us really easy. Uh, Encourage you to do so. Rick's powder coating text line is always open. Never closes. 901-683-0989. And shout out to Paul out there. He's been sending me a lot of stuff on the Twitter, on the powder coating text line, on on the Facebook page. 
Paul is very active, and we encourage that, and we appreciate all the info. He sends uh, articles that he comes across, uh, cars, just different finds, and uh, that's what it's all about. Again, that's the uh, Rick's Powder Coating text line, 901-683-0989. We're also on other areas, other platforms, as they call them, social media. Find us at themotormouths.com. We're also on Facebook, MotorMouths989, and you can find me on Twitter at BudMotorMouth. At IamDitch for uh, my Twitter account. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, uh, the idea of helping somebody buy a car, right? right. Um, somebody, and, someone comes to you and they say, "Hey, I, you know, I, 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 listen, there is actually an ind- industry uh, that people pay other people to buy cars for them, right? And uh, if you have that much." Uh, it's gotten so easy to buy cars nowadays because you can do it without even almost contacting you know, a live I, person. I even saw a Carvana trailer yesterday. Yeah, they're it, actually, uh, it's it's amazing how, how easy. But just to get back to the let's buy a car on a handshake, those deal, those days are likely almost gone. It's uh, gotten weird with the Facebook marketplace and all yeah. these uh, auction sites. And, and then uh, I've been hearing more and more about these wholesale auctions, which are still, that's all dealer level. But um, it's definitely not what it used to be. No, it's, there's so many different ways you can buy a car now it's it's just absolutely crazy and so when you have somebody that comes to you and says hey i, I don't like the process of buying a car you know what what should i ask do I, can you help me out with this i mean bud you've experienced this I mean, my, my eyes light up when people ask me to do this stuff yeah. you know as, as the car guy friend or car, car guy family member this this comes up more than once you always want to take an expert with you to look over a car, not necessarily calling myself an expert, but at least someone who's worked in a shop knows what to look for. And, um, there's definitely quite a few things that like, you know, you might not think about when you're excited about buying your car. Uh, you know, it's warm out, but check if the heat works, you know, or you're buying a a car in the cold, check the air conditioner, check, check the lights. You buy a car in the middle of the daytime. You may not turn the lights on. Right. And, and even though a bulb isn't a huge deal, it's still something you want to know to. about before you buy it. I'll tell you, though, I, I see a lot of cars, and I'm, I buy a lot is probably a stretch. I see enough of them where the uh, driver will be driving with their headlights on, and there's no other lights on the exterior of that car at night. I see so many. That's an electrical like, problem. There are so many gone taillights. Yes. You know, you just can't see them from the back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, there's that's also, one of the other little things you check. Yeah, and you check the, uh, like, check the um, check the blend door, which is like, you if it changes between recirculating air or air from the outside, you know, is it strong? Do you have a good strong breeze coming out of there? Roll down all the windows and roll them back up. Make sure those all work. Um, you know, the... Um, just Wait, some basic the, things. Yeah, give it the bounce test. You know, checking the shocks. If it if you give it a good hard shove, put your weight on it, and it writes itself, you should be good. Like the shocks should be fine. But that thing just keeps wobbling and wobbling. Yeah, especially a car over a hundred thousand miles. If they neglected the shocks, this, this was the problem that my Miata had back when I when I got that thing. Um, the shocks had been completely blown out, and the springs were snapped. And I, I knew this going in. I knew I knew that like that was part Bud's of what I was buying. Bud's got a history of buying cars that he knows have problems. Well, that's what I did. You're buying you're buying a project, man. Yeah, okay. You know, don't you don't go and buy your daily driver and be like, oh, it's only got like eight things I got to fix on right, it. You know, right. but uh, but checking the shocks that's a that's a big one. Um, turn the wheel all the way left, all the way right. Check the tread for uneven wear. You know, it might need uh, an alignment. And of course, get your get the service history, get the Carfax, all of that stuff. Um, and it's, it's just because you're buying a car from a dealer 
doesn't mean that you shouldn't do these things. Right. I mean, there's no reason not to. At least give it, you know, again, give it the once over. And it's also, this is also, it's a very different, if you're on Facebook Marketplace and you're looking for a car and, you know, it's, you know, less than five grand, there's there's a lot of things that, you know, to look for. It's very different if you're buying a car that's three years old, 20,000 miles on it, you know. See, what happens is, uh, is people get, uh, they get that new car glare in their eye and they overlook all of this stuff. They see the beautiful car. They see the, the, the paint's great. It's really been detailed. It looks nice. Shiny. Shiny new car. And they completely, everything else is uh, foreign to them. And they're just completely forget. It's almost like the uh, the fairy sprinkles, you know, some sort of pixie dust over them while they're looking at the car. <laughs> so they completely forget everything you just said. I'm sure that's by design as yeah. well, you oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> like they no, want to get you excited. It's got to have a, a curb appeal. If a yeah. car, just like a house, doesn't have curb appeal, if it doesn't look shiny and clean, yeah, you, you know, got to be able to see yourself in it. But if you can dis- detract from all that other, distract rather from all that other stuff by a nice, shiny, clean car, if you're the one selling it, you're like, yeah, I don't want him to see that I've got this, this, and this. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the shocks have a little bit of wobble in them so it doesn't bounce quite the way it's supposed to. Well, those are things you got to check, man. Yeah. And, under the, and under the hood, you know, um, there's not a whole lot, you know, with, with the plastic covering everything, there's not a whole lot you can see, but easy things to look for. Um, clean the, engine bay. Clean engine bay. We love our clean engine bays. Um, terminals. Do the battery terminals have a bunch of acid leaking out? Will the terminals have to be replaced? That's one of the things for my Jeep. We'll get to that later. Um, I, I knew the terminals would have to be replaced. That's something you have to do sooner or later. But uh, if there's a lot of acid cor- like, or, uh, corroding them and eating them up, that might need to be done. And, um, you know, again, check for cosmetic stuff, dents, dings, things like that. You just don't want anything exposed down to the metal. If it's got a little dent or ding, I mean, heck, my, my HHR has got a little dent on it. It wasn't enough to, it wasn't a deal breaker for right, me. Right, right. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot to it. And that's why some people don't like, there are those who just don't like buying cars for all the reasons we're talking about. I, I don't, I don't want to do deal with all yeah. this stuff. I, I just wanna want to get in. I want to drive it. I, I want, want to see if I like it. I want what I want, and I and I don't have to answer yeah. and ask all these questions. But I also don't want a lemon. Yeah, and and that was what I was working with with uh, my neighbor, the guy I bought the Jeep off of. You know, he was looking for. He he told me, look, I just want a pickup truck with a back seat, and that's it. And that, that, he didn't that, want that's an engine. Criteria. He didn't want a steering wheel. He just wanted a pickup truck yeah. with a back seat. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, so um, I I reached out to a dealer uh, that I thought was a reputable dealer. Um, you know, I got some good recommendations, and he went over there looking at a Dodge, uh, very similar to yours. Uh, and he got in that thing and said, "This is too much truck. I don't need all this truck." And uh, really, yeah, he, he, he had the big. Was fi- it a Dodge or a Ram? It was a Ram. Okay, and it's got the uh, the, the five seven Hemi in it. Oh, gotcha. it, it, okay. It, it, those things a lot are of beast. And, That's a lot of truck. Yeah, he's like, I just need to be able to put my dogs in the back seat and you know throw some stuff in the in the bed you know i'm not towing a boat and uh so and he wants a good sound system right and he uh so he he looked around and he landed on a ford which uh was kind of funny because uh i hadn't had the conversation with him uh are you brand loyal you know because i i've noticed there are especially with pickup trucks you got guys that you know ford forever nothing else don't even talk to me about another brand that that was my that was my former boss he had a uh a ford f-150 almost four hundred thousand miles on it the guy would never own a chevy uh to save it you know if it, it meant saving his life or whatever it's almost like don't even pull that chevy up in my driveway how right. dare you i know what you're talking you about. park in the street yeah yeah <laughs> you know but uh, uh i've never been brand loyal necessarily i've 
actually I've got one of each American brand. I've got I've got a Ford. That's my mar- my Mercury I'm American loyal. That's yeah. what I am. I'm American loyal. I Although I, I've been driving the Dodge, and uh, I'm only loyal to that brand right now because I've no I've worked on it enough that I right. I have knowledge of it. But I'm I'm not opposed to getting yeah. into Ford. I've got Chrysler. That's my Jeep. My daily driver's a Chevy, and I still have my AMC. I just I, need a Tesla. That would round it out. At all. Yeah. But nah, uh, man, um, I don't know. Out there, anyone, any of our listeners, are you brand loyal? Is there a specific brand you will stick to, and why? I'm, I'm just curious. Me personally, I kind of look at the the run of them. Like if like I like Ford, but if it's a Ford with the five seven V eight. I'm sorry, the 5.4 V8 uh, with the variable valve timing. I'm gone. No way. Run away from that motor. So, uh, and Bud also doesn't like the North Star. Oh, yeah, well, nobody likes the North Star. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we could do this really simply. We could just take a very unscientific poll on the Rick's Powder Coating text line. Uh, you just either uh, Dodge uh, or Mopar. Ford or uh, Geoda. Uh, I mean, you, that's Anybody. all you got to do. Just text us your loyalty, and uh, and you know, and why? I want to know. You know, it's a sentence, one sentence. Why? Why you're loyal to that brand? I can, would love to know. We can kind of tally the the total of how many of you guys listening to the show are loyal to one brand or the other. Yeah, which does uh, kind of get to it. We were talking about these auctions, and we were talking about buying a car. And um, I got some really good info. I was watching uh, Doug Demuro. He's like my favorite YouTuber for cars. He reviews old, uh, like not old cars but like like more newer cars but exotic weird cars he does a lot of like just going over there his his little thing is their quirks and features mm-hmm. but um he he was posed the question are we in a car bubble and um i i he had he had a, a this is pretty good i think i think you'll like this very clear. I don't think that these cars will necessarily stay at these values forever and ever. I think in some senses we are in a little bit of a bubble even for collector car pricing because we are also in a bubble for new and used car pricing and that does to an extent put some pressure on the collector car market. I think there will inevitably be a pullback in special cars to some extent at some point but I don't think it'll be as significant as the pullback we're going to see for new and used cars. I think that those vehicles will go back to pretty much what we consider to be normal. There will be cars, you know, selling at sticker price or below in only another year. Used cars will go back to a rational, affordable depreciation curve. All of that stuff will make sense. But I really think that some of these special cars might now be sort of gone. So what he's saying there is that like gone meaning unattainable, unattainable. Yeah, like okay. like these are going to be billionaire investment vehicles. He's talking about like, like currency. Yeah, he's talking about like um, you know uh, Ferraris, Porsches, guys GTs. who put their who put money in gold are now putting money in. Collector cars, cars. Collector yeah. cars. And, and like stuff from the 60s and 70s has skyrocketed. Like you're never probably going to see uh, like a Superbird for under 100 oh, grand, yeah. even like a, a crummy one, because they were, they, there were only so many of them. And now they're so desirable that um, he, he's saying there's probably not going to be a bubble for like the collector cars, but we're probably going to see like dealership cars, daily drivers, that kind of stuff come down. That in market price. will come down eventually once once things start once, to get once, corrected. Once they get through this chip shortage and uh, that kind of stuff, uh, we'll probably see, and like like you said, the used cars will come down to a, a a rational depreciation curve. And the question has always been, I mean, with these uh, collector cars, these barn finds. I mean, collector cars circulate the auctions. A lot of times, the same car gets auctioned multiple times. Right. Uh, 
but some of these barn finds, it's like, when are they going to run out of those? Eventually, we're going to find all gonna, the barn finds. They're going to find finds. them all. Yeah. But then there's going to be new ones, right? Right That's now, true. some guy is parking a 2017 Mustang with, you know, 200 miles on it in a garage That's that, true. that uh, my grandson is going to find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the Motor Mouths on News Talk 98.9. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the Motor Mouths. More coming up next. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome back to the Motor Mouths. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And yes, we are the Motor Mouths. Hopefully, you've uh, been listening this morning. If uh, you have something you want to add to it, we're also taking a poll. Uh, your loyalty, your brand loyalty. You can uh, just text the brand or you can text the brand and a little bit of why you're loyal to it. Uh, the number is 683-0989. That's 683-0989, our Rick's Powder Coating text line. And also feel free to share any of your stuff with us uh, regarding cars on our social media. You can find us at themotormouths.com, on Facebook, themotormouths989, and I'm on Twitter at Bud Motormouth. I am Ditch on Twitter as well. One thing I want to get to before we get to Bud's bad news and more bad news uh, is some bad news. Uh, car break-ins in uh, Memphis are on the increase uh, and not just stealing the entire car, but the break-in of the car to get whatever's inside of it. You know, C.J. Davis, Memphis police chief, had her Porsche broken into. Right. And a weapon was taken out of there. The car wasn't taken, but the uh, contents in. So Gregory Locke of Auto Glass Now on Lamar says, the problem is actually getting bad to the point where uh, we're running out of glass. Right. They're on back order. Back order. Now, I had a, a problem with some vandalism on my daughter's car, but we couldn't find a, a place that had the glass for that thing for, right. for a few, for a week or so. Everywhere we called, oh, we don't have it. We're, we're waiting on an order. Uh, there's an increase in cars getting broke into, and uh, they say that uh, sometimes you're going to have to wait. But the most, the the ones that are that have the most problems right now, and no surprise here, Dodge Chargers and Challengers. Right. And uh, I'm not sure what's in those that people want, but uh, they're they're clearly getting targeted and now i guess the the glass is getting harder to find so you might be driving with that plastic wrapped around your door for a couple of weeks yeah uh, um aisha goodwin uh, goodman says uh they are 130 yeah it says here we have back orders on about 130 cars right now according Jeez. to the story on wreg channel three so uh that's something uh if there is ever reason to try and not show anything in your car uh, and I mean, coins in an ashtray is enough for somebody to smash and grab. Right. Uh, just nothing should be left visible and really even in your car at this point in this town. Right. Just take, just be, this is something I've been learning about when I got here is you'd really have to be much more cautious and take, take more precautions. I got a dash cam. Yeah. There's uh there's just one of the things we want to talk about. We're also going to get into some bad news. Now, uh, before we get to Bud's bad news and more bad news, uh, we will, we want to thank, uh, uh, and kind of look back on what we've talked about here today. First of all, um, we want to thank uh, Kevin from Joe Stewart Body Shop, Kevin uh, Hendricks, cool last name. Uh, Kevin Hendricks is the owner and proprietor of Joe Stewart Body Shop, but he taught us about uh, a simple problem that the f the first step is usually the easiest. I mean, you hope so. But yeah. uh, again, we got bad news to talk about. So the first the first bad news was that leaky sunroof is it uh, you know, when I got it back I gave it the water test and uh, I I, I it, the the roof liner had been uh, kind of pulled down a little bit, mm -hmm. and I wondered why, and that's what it is. is uh, Nothing worse, by the way, than a stained roof liner. Yeah, well, I'm honestly, I'm thinking that roof liner is going to get replaced like I did with my my XJ. Okay. Um, you know, there, I'll put pictures of that on the Facebook again. I pulled out the whole roof liner and rewrapped it. I mean, you can get fabric for like, 
you know, really five cheap. bucks a yard really at uh, Joanne Fabrics, and it makes a good uh, makes a good a good replacement, and it totally livens up the car. But uh, so here we go, ditch. The other bad news: I did the transmission solenoid, didn't fix the transmission. Oh no! So, uh, so just a little backstory here. So, Bud bought this car, knew it was going to be a project car, knew that there was a problem with the transmission, and I said, "Well, what other problems are there going to be? If that's the one thing he told you about, uh, there's probably got to be others." And you found the leaky sunroof, right? And, and, uh, and uh, there's no, um, just a brief thing. There's no lift assists that work. So, like when you open up the hood, it doesn't stay up. I got to replace oh, okay. those little uh, little gas lift assists. Yeah, I call them the lift like, or the yeah. lift uh, the uh, hood lifters. I Tail, call them. Tailgate needs them too. It's like like thirty bucks that, on Amazon. On. Or you can go to deal. the junkyard if you can find them in the junkyard. Yeah, uh, five bucks, I think. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's an easy thing. That, that's, so that's an easy one. Yeah. Okay, so just for context, so you knew the transmission was bad. So you thought you did some investigations. Matter of fact, we even had an expert on the transmission business. Right, and he told me it was a gamble. Yeah, in all fairness, and he said, "Look, when you open up that transmission, look for metal flaking, look for bits and pieces, which Guts. would tell you that it's it's the gears are worn yeah, if, down." And, and I told myself when I take this belly pan off. If I find that, if there are chunks of clutch pack and other unidentified metal pieces and lots of glitter, then the pan goes back up. We get it to a transmission shop, and I'll I'll let the experts handle it. Like, look, I'm I'm a pretty a, 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 I'd say accomplished mechanic. I was I was I've been fixing cars for years. I'm mostly an engine guy and drive dri um drivetrain and so suspension. So you don't claim so to know everything about transmissions. Transmissions are definitely yeah. uh, this was this was also an opportunity to get better at to that. Learn about it. Yeah. yeah, you know, learn by doing and all that. So. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I feel a bit defeated, but it's not the end of the world. So. <laughs> Let me just say that when Bud came in and said, I got some bad news and some bad, I mean, you, you, you're, I can tell you are a bit deflated on this. Like you're not as excited about working on this now as you were a few days ago. <laughs> well, since, since I did the work and it didn't, now it, it didn't exactly solve yeah. my problem. Okay. But. So you took the belly pan off, you got in there to replace the cylinder is what you thought it was. Right. And, and honestly, all the evidence pointed to it. It was, uh, it was a very common issue. Smooth shifting in, in every other gear. Well, yeah. the first and second. It, yeah. And it wouldn't. And, and also I noticed it was uh, not only that was it not shifting to third gear, it was hesitating on its shifts. And this was something I didn't bring up to our uh, expert over at uh, Coleman Taylor Transmissions. Okay. And so... Now this is a uh, 2000 Grand Cherokee. It's the uh, V847. It's the 45 RFE. Yes. Transmission. The big, the big one for towing and all right. that. Okay. So uh, changed out the solenoid. Did the whole thing in about five hours and uh, got it all back together didn't solve my problem. So, oh man, I think I'm probably going to have to <laughs> throw in the towel. And I laugh because I could say, I told you so, but although you, that's something different though. Do you, you, you want to be there when I go to Coleman Taylor and I have to explain to him <laughs> what happened? Well, I think he's going to have a, he's not going to, he's not going to enjoy it as much as I did, but he did say, he says, yeah, you're really taking a gamble with that, but go ahead, son. Yeah, I mean, I, I did the gamble, you know, I mean, it, it, it is, it, I learned how to change a solenoid pack in an RFE, so I'll, you know, I'll take that. Okay, but. so you've learned. There's, it's not, it's not all completely lost. And what about your money, man? That's that that solenoid was not cheap. I know. So, um, go from there. I mean, it's see got a new solenoid now. See if I can return. I don't know if I can return it after I've already put it in the car. Facebook Marketplace half price. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll I don't see. <laughs> but uh, I mean, 
I'll I'll talk to the transmission shop and see what they think before I before I go any farther with it. What other things do you think it is based on the research you've done and some um, of the forums you've been on? Yeah, so I mean, you could be it could be a bad cable. There's like a a 28 pin like plug that goes in the top of this solenoid, yeah, so it could be something with the cable. Um, it could be a burnt up clutch pa clutch pack. Even though I didn't find any fragments of it, it still could be a clutch pack uh, on the planetary that's just not grabbing. Oh wow! Uh, it also could be a bad valve. Um, something plugged in there, though the valve body's messed up. I mean, at this point, at this point, I need an expert to. to you've got to. You got to really get into the guts of this thing. Uh, yeah, I also don't. I don't have a lift or a nice big metal bench to pull this thing out and dis dissect it Whoa myself. Who is me, bud? <laughs> okay, so uh, I just want for the record, Bud said that it, I'm. I'm actually fascinated. I'm. I'm uh, we've all learned from your experience, and I appreciate you uh, putting yourself out there for us, Bud. Uh, but this thing, how many how many quarts did this thing take? Eight. Jeez, and there's no plug. Uh, no plug. So you have to like, like loosen one side of the pan first, and then slowly like uh, open it up. Let it just sort of and, run and just out. Let it drain out the side. It was it was a hot mess, <laughs> you know. But it comes with the territory. That wasn't the part I was worried about. You I got knew a that stained going up driveway now. Nah. Okay. And, I, and for the little drips, I got a pressure washer. Okay. So. <laughs> I got to turn that on the body, though. I st the whole thing was I wanted to get it running and driving before I detailed it and cleaned it up. <laughs> I, and I I'm, still kind of want to. <laughs> I'm going to put this in perspective for those who are listening and have been kind of following the saga of the Grand Cherokee uh, project car for Bud. He came in today as we're getting ready to do uh, a motor mouse, and I said, so what do you got for us? He goes, I think I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I told myself was if... I can fix this thing myself. It's the solenoid. I get the job done. Then I'm keeping the car. I put it on the road for under three grand. I might keep it because it can it can tow. I don't have a car that can tow a trailer right okay. now, and I have a trailer, so there's that. But uh, I, I I decided if I have to take it to the to the transmission shop and uh, you know fork over a chunk of change to get it back on the road that way. This probably a rear sell wheel, it, all wheel, all wheel, all wheel. I'm gonna probably just sell it and recoup my losses. You know, I mean, if I break even, then it's then it's all just for fun. Well, also think about this. Uh, as I was trying to, as I have pointed out since the this whole venture adventure started with you. Um, you're relatively confident, and your knowledge as a mechanic of the engine that the engine is in good shape. Uh, engine's fine, and it doesn't appear to have been overheated, which is the okay. big danger in blown head gaskets. But yeah. if it was a head gasket, I I wouldn't have a problem doing that. But you know, I went through I went through similar stuff with the Miata that I bought. We bought it knowing that the differential was cracked. We changed out the differential, and then at the same time, we noticed all four shocks were completely shot. The springs were busted, so we did all those. Uh, and then it was also the upper control arms in the front, oh, uh, valve cover gasket. But again, you're buying a project. Yeah. And it just, unfortunately, this wasn't the, the fix that I was capable of. This has got to be something that it's it's uh, got to be got to dig deeper and we got to get an expert to there's a lot of there grand cherokees on the road in there? there are they were po they especially were especially this 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 was a 2000 yeah and the reason i thought this was such a good investment was because uh it's the wj which is from 99 to 04 mm -hmm. the best year uh, of these and then it's also the limited so it's got the tow package it's got leather seats heated seats you know this the the six point so uh, surround sound system the disc five changer. speed automatic is uh, what this is uh, four speed four speed with, and it's got the overdrive and uh, okay. again, the tow package it can tow up to like sixty five hundred pounds. Wow! So um, it's it's the it's the more desirable. Uh, trim level of this model. So this one was made to 2013. You said or 2004. 2004 for the WJs. Oh, gotcha. So and then and then of course they made changes in the engineering after that. And then before that was the ZJ. That was the first run. Uh, 96, I think they started, and they went to or it might have been 94 to 99 was when they had the first round of uh, 
Grand Cherokees. So where do you go from here with this? Um, I'm going to get the transmission sorted out, and then I'm still going to clean it and detail it. I want to do a video about that. I love those before and after yeah. dirty vehicle yeah. becomes clean kind of stuff. And and clear out the canal that is yep. around your sunroof, yep. and maybe that, that is the problem if that's plugged up. And then up. maybe do the roof liner, and then I'll probably find it a good home. Oh, there you go, man. Hey, if there's anything you want to add, we encourage you to reach out to us on social media. TheMotorMouths.com, Facebook, MotorMouths989, uh, Bud Motormouth on Twitter. I am Ditch on Twitter as well, and uh, you can always find out more and uh, share more with us on our Rick's Powder Coating text line, 683-0989. Uh, I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the MotorMouths. Thanks for listening.